Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. An eight-goal thriller at Edgley Park and Danny Alves in flip-flops. Football always delivers, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. It's Thursday, the 18th of November. I'm Kate Mason. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. On a morning as fresh as an Angel City kit drop, ladies and gentlemen. Have you seen it, Pete and Jim? Have you seen it? Have the you seen Angel, Natalie? The Angel City. Have you seen Natalie Portman modelling the the new NWSL Angel City kit? Oh, no, no. we haven't seen that. With no, specks of, of sort of pinkishness and, <laughs> and it's sort of channeling a bit of the Women's France World Cup yeah. uh, jersey. Bit of, bit of Queen Amidala. Bit, bit of this, yeah. bit of that. Oh, even the the sponsor looks good on the front of it. That's anyway. That's what I'm living at the moment. How okay. are you? How are oh, you yeah. guys doing? Fine. Proud to be back on the football ramble. After it says in the running order here that yesterday uh, everyone consoled Lars Sivertsen uh, after Norway's loss, and I didn't hear any of that happening. No, I heard some, some light mockery. To be really? quite frank, poor Lars. I think consoled in, <laughs> in uh, air quotes. Yeah, yeah. Um, good to start with some FA Cup. Absolute deliciousness. Bear with mm. me, friends, because I'm going to spend about 20 minutes analysing for you in detail what went on in this game. Which finished, like Harry Potter. <laughs> which finished. Stockport 5, Bolton 3. Non-league Stockport get through to the second round of the FA Cup proper. Within the first five minutes of this one, Stockport went 2-0 down. Improbable, you would think, that they were going to manage to pull off such an historic win at Edgy Park. The second, if, you, if you've seen it, Probably, if you haven't seen it, sorry, go and have a look. It was comical. Ashley Palmer kicked the ball into his own leg. The game then had to be stopped because two flares were thrown onto the pitch. We don't condone that business, but it did add to the kind of atmosphere. Uh, and a Stockport fan walked onto the pitch and lifted the FA Cup <laughs> in the background of all the chat that was going on. Stockport then went 3-1 down after a defender tried to head a ball over the top back to his keeper, but the keeper had run past him. But then... Ashley Palmer equalised. Stockport's Ashley Palmer equalised in the 86th minute. It was 3-3. They went on to win 5-3, the fifth goal, prompting a pitch invasion. Again, another thing we don't condone, but it was quite fun. Um, during which someone stole the corner flag. <laughs> Craig Shaw uh, lost his shirt in the melee. He ripped it off in enthusiasm as he scored the fifth. Uh, the, the only issue in this whole game, I would say, Jim, was that when the corner flag was nicked, they couldn't restart the game to complete the game to to blow the yeah. final whistle it seems that mm. so it's given, actually quite stressful given everything that happened I mean Ollie, Ollie Crankshaw apparently had to play the final few minutes with like a spare shirt because <laughs> they just couldn't find his shirt again I know you're not supposed to condone like a fan running onto the pitch and, mm. and, and running away with the FA Cup come on but at the same time, can that person be found and can they like present the trophy when we get to the final? Because it's great. It's brilliant. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how you style it out. I remember there was a golfer. It was that little golfer 
young-looking fella. Frankie Dettori? <laughs> Frankie Dettori, the golfer. Uh, a man just sort of walked onto the uh, field of golf and uh, t- just took one of his golf clubs out of his uh, <laughs> golf bag. Oh, golf wow. bag? Uh, I and just kind of walked that off. I to Bryson DeChambeau, but that guy's the Did opposite it, right. of Little. Okay. He's the one who's like so hench that he's, right. he's all about Snap just the hitting, golf. hitting... Yeah, he does, he's constantly doing that sort of thing. <laughs> well, it, it just reminded me of that, really. I don't know how you style out uh, picking up the FA Cup during a match. It's the most stylish thing you could ever do. It's the most yeah, 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 the glee because there's a screen grab as well we found this morning yeah. right. the glee of the guy he's, he's having a brilliant time well yeah. he's running around with the FA Cup yeah if you want to hold the FA Cup just go to any media agency around about yeah. March or April and it'll be in reception it's always just floating around and there'll always be a big guy going yes my job is to look after the FA Cup but uh, I sometimes sneak a drink out of it <laughs> they're not all real though are they who knows who knows how many FA Cups are there probably mm. only one I've yeah. seen the World Cup and it's massive. Is but it again, really? I don't know if it's the real World Cup. It was in the FIFA Museum in Zurich. So you think it Hang might be. How big is it? Can't it? Live it there. was huge. What, like two stories? I think it is <laughs> fake, you know, mate. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it is. Yeah, the, 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 I was actually in the hollowed out <laughs> top bit. Yeah. Got a I remember when the NBA, uh, no, NFL trophy came into Sky and they had a dude with gloves being yeah. like, oh, this is very special and it's made of all silver. Mm. And mm. Uh, but, but I, it's not the real one. So everybody has got a special silver dude and with gloves and a special box and yeah. and people pretending pretend that it's a, it's the numero uno. Yeah. Well, this person obviously didn't do their job very well. <laughs> some fella got on the pitch. I would very much like it. it to do a big tour. Now America's whole, uh, sort of opened up, sort of doing like uh, the Stanley Cup because yeah, that's hard that's to lift. Big, big old trophy. In that. Yeah. Non-league Stockport. Is this in Stockport your favourite county? In Great the, Hat Museum, where my sister lives. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's Excellent so good about viaduct. it? viaduct. Big viaduct. No, the Hat Museum. Oh, the Hat Museum. I've yeah. never been in. I've, I've got no cause to use it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, actually. You don't, you, you're not really a hat guy, are you? Despite all, the, your all your general sort of like sartorial flamboyance, mm. yeah. hats you don't bother with. It's not a thing. Not a thing for me, Why is that? Uh, I want to uh, reveal my head to the Lord. Right, okay. I thought it was because yeah, that's why he prefers his hats in a muse- museum. But yeah, exactly. Hasn't even been there. But uh, an amazing game of football. And uh, I very much, the, my highlight was very much Palmer's double take where he kicked it, the ball onto his own leg and he was expecting the ball to yeah. go one way. Went, oh. Where'd that ball where go? Is it? <laughs> and kicked it into the net again in frustration. <laughs> Sometimes oh. I feel like football's not empathisable enough, you know? And then, no. I don't know if that's a word, but you know what I'm on about. Mm-hmm. But that... Mm. Was a moment where you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I know what that feels like. Yeah, but him getting the equaliser in the 86 minute as well. Oh, it's just so wicked. The just glee like, yeah. and people just <laughs> dumping around. I know this is like magic of the cup crap, but, yeah. but it's it pretty was great. It really magical. was magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can probably watch it all back as well if you want to. If you feel like you're not living living it fully enough, it's, uh, it's just kind of like that kind of what day is it? Yesterday, Wednesday night. Yeah, like. I mean, I presume it was a capacity uh, crowd because I mean it's the it's biggest Stockport. crowd they've had in thirteen years. Yeah, incredible. I mean, like capacity at Stockport on a Wednesday night, and then Kachunga scores in like two minutes or something. Like that. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Oh man. And Scott Quigley, man of the match. There mm. we go. Uh, congratulations, Stockport. Good luck in the next round. We won't mm. do a deep dive into Bolton Wanderers' misfortunes. I don't think here's the place. But anyway, it's exciting to see non-league. Uh, doing so well mm. in that one. Yep. Um, moving into the Premier League, the chairman, Gary Hoffman, has resigned. The deal is he's going to step down at the end of uh, January next year. 
January 2022, I read that. I was like, that sounds like it's in a couple of years. It yeah. is not, friends. <laughs> no. It is the year of the World Cup and it is next year. Uh, but he was only appointed in April last year. Okay, obviously there's been quite a lot of chaos in the meantime, but it mm. seems as though the straw that's broken the camel's back is the situation around Newcastle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just think he didn't do enough trust exercises in the office and, you know getting the team to drop like an egg from the ceiling you got to mm. catch it or yeah. come up with some contraption falling to backwards catch it. and making falling sure falling backwards yeah. yeah 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 stuff like that i think no the swindon lot just don't respect him <laughs> fundamentally yeah. no it does seem like there's um there's someone's had to just take a bullet essentially yeah. oh yeah, like, yeah there's, there's got to be a fall guy for yeah. for what's taken place with with the newcastle deal but i mean whenever they get rid of someone in charge the word exciting phase is always yeah. mentioned in their yeah. goodbye speech a lot of exciting, exciting opportunities for you phase. away from the premier league <laughs> I just find that quite weird because obviously it's, it's this idea there was a sort of semi-secret vote of no confidence, wasn't there? Mm. With it around the other, yeah. and the only, I mean, it's all again connected to this idea that Newcastle should be kind of blocked from mm. buying certain players. Persona non grata. Yeah. Well, I think it's generally, you know, the, the other clubs are sort of scrambling a bit to see, oh God, how can we make this, how can we make this as difficult as possible for Newcastle? But the idea of like, the idea of a, of, a, of a sort of unofficial vote with no confidence, like, is that just a big bitching session? <laughs> oh, we've got to get rid of Gary. Who's called Gary in 2021? Mm. Yeah. There's been a it's lot. embarrassing at this point. It's, I guess it's all stuff that's leaked, but there's been a lot. It's, it's a lot of the stuff that's said about him at the moment. It's like, he is an investment banker, and the concern is that he's not got many not links in the man. game. So, yeah, you can, right. you know, loath as I am to be like, oh, let's all pity the investment bankers. You can. I don't know, I just imagine the setup as a little bit like him with his glasses on in the middle of the room and all the other like cool lads who maybe, you know, know a bit about football. Just... Have you met an investment banker before? I have. <laughs> I, of course I have. I went to they're Cambridge. All, all my <laughs> fucking mates are investment bankers. They're all jeans and shoes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, I'm not I'm not trying to call down your pity. It sounds like an absolute <laughs> shit show. Also, uh, in shit show areas, mm. um, hopefully they let him clear out his office at the right moment, unlike Neil Warnock, who Poor went back Neil. to get his stuff and was told that uh, Chris Wilder was already in his office and he couldn't get his stuff back. <laughs> <laughs> I just came here to shred some photographs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I fantastic. Fe- I felt I deserved a bit more, but it's not to be, and I wish them all the best. I feel sorry for him a little bit because... it. He was brought in to do a particular job and it was very, very clear that that wasn't going to be taking place. But sometimes with the championship, that happens. Sometimes you find yourself in mid-table when you've spent all of the money. Yeah. <laughs> Not in Millsborough's case, but, but, oh, man. When you Google Neil Warnock, obviously oh, yes. when, you, when you Google anyone, mm. you, you get you get a sort of... Uh, suggestions. A, a, people also ask Yeah, um, well, It's always net worth and like yeah. husband or yeah, whatever. Yeah, that sort of stuff. I mean, not in necessarily a Neil Warnock's case. For Neil but... Warnock, there are two... One mm. is, is Neil Warnock retiring? The other one, how do I contact Neil Warnock? Like that many, he's, he's that in demand yeah. for managerial positions, okay. possibly after dinner speaking. I don't know about this because it does, is it not a little bit based on what you've said? What I've, said. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've never tried to contact Neil Warnock before. Not that I remember anyway. Maybe I'm doing it late at mm. night. So I sometimes, you know, things I've bought in the night turn up um, yeah. you know happens to us all maybe, maybe I've been trying to book Neil Warnock to just be my mate or something sorry I feel like we didn't lay the ghost of this whole gang up on Newcastle thing and I right. feel like Pete is the man to speak on that because he probably feels quite isolated and, right. and poverty stricken and all these things as a result of the most recent events in the Premier League but the reports are that Premier League clubs are going to do, adopt an 
anyone but Newcastle policy in the January transfer So they're window. not going to sell any players to Newcastle United? Because, yeah. I mean, because I always think with the January transfer window, like there's so much value in England, isn't there? Mm. So much value to be extracted from that particular market. Half-dead, injured players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think as well, like, you know, this is obviously wild speculation. I'm sure they're not going to... You know, come together so for an, act, like an actual sure. conspiracy against Newcastle. Yeah. That would be mad. But like, it is a good opportunity for a lot of clubs to almost like, essentially, like Marie Kondo their squad. Mm. Just like look around and go, does that Fabian Delft spark joy? If not, <laughs> get rid. Yeah, I know a place who might want one. But isn't it a similar thing? Similar but different. Maybe this is a terrible example, but with Barcelona, you know, it was like they wanted to get rid of again. They wanted to get rid of a whole load of players, but obviously, no one wants the players that they want to get rid of. Yeah. particularly. So that might still happen. Newcastle, like, oh yeah, thanks for that suggestion. I, I, but I, just, I don't want. <laughs> yeah, um, maybe that's it. Maybe they'll just waste Newcastle's time. I don't yeah. want Harry Winks want. or yeah. Sorry, sorry I just, Harry. I, just, I love Harry Winks. I just like Newcastle United. Kind of, um, if you're in a situation you're selling to Newcastle United, you could kind of wait them out a little bit. Yeah, and then go, oh yeah, I didn't get the papers in in time. Oh, unlucky. <gasps> yeah. really what in January? Up the market a little bit. Yeah. What right at the end? So like, right at the end. It's yeah. deadline don't do day any business, yeah. and the whole twist is that nothing's happening. <laughs> Deliberately. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, let's make it very clear. Barcelona will sell, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Uh, sticking with um, football bureaucracy. Mm, Come yeah. on, Kate, really sell the stories. Mm. Uh, yeah, we talked yesterday. I just wanted to move, lead on from yesterday's chat about um, Derby County in the championship. Uh, Reading have also now suffered a points deduction. So uh, Reading have been, it's six, I think, yeah for breaching financial rules. The deal here is that they've already been under a transfer embargo. um, And the story is that they they lost £58 million between 2017 and 2021. So it's Mm. about just under £19 million over the limit that they're allowed uh, to spend. I mean, I suppose the big question here, Pete, to ask is, how has the the impact of points deductions been visited on, for example, European Super League clubs? How has that? What's the impact been elsewhere? Well, I, well, they have too much power, don't they? And it is all about the Premier League, the the, the mess that the Championship uh, is. I mean, like buying a Premier League club is stupid. Buying a Championship club is smart as long as you're willing to wait it out and mm. and over over commit financially and spend your way into the uh, big boys. You have got like. Uh, both uh, Derby and Reading obviously have lost championship playoffs in recent memory and the owners were gambling on getting out. They didn't get out uh, and, and now I think is it either Reading or, I think Reading is 211% wage bill mm. and in Derby's case they managed to get out of the well some of it by selling the ground to themselves effectively. Yeah. So it's 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 that sunken cost fallacy. It's like owners just throwing good money after bad which is which is preferable to a, an owner just walking away obviously but like mm. you know remember Reggiana in, uh, in Italy like the, the that baseball guy just didn't register the team for Serie B. <laughs> so I, not, I this is just too expensive. Yeah. I'm just walking away. But you know, fundamentally, this is all about the Premier League paying such insane parachute payments, which makes the league less of a meritocracy, makes it more yeah. difficult for people to get out. And 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 it doesn't help Championship teams, uh, you know, operate and, and get out of the league. It, it helps uh, newly promoted Premier League clubs, giving them the confidence to overexert themselves in the transfer market knowing full well that if it all goes tits up they go down with 40 million in their back pocket yeah. so it's, it's it's all about the Premier League and it's all about the Premier League screwing over the rest of the football pyramid as it has seen the last 10-15 years I mean yo-yoing is is really common mm. isn't it and that's that's a huge huge part of why so yeah it's um, it, it's, a, it's a shame I, I think a lot of clubs um, I, I think a lot of owners just don't understand 
how how likely it is that you will that you will struggle mm. compared to how likely it is that you get promoted. Also, Andy Carroll joins Reading and they're immediately six points worse off. <laughs> Come on, Jim. I like the with the Reading decision though. There's no appeal because it was given through the agreed decision process. So it was it was a conversation. It wasn't like them going, "Did you do the crime? Then you're going to do the time." <laughs> it was very much them going. I mean, you're going to have to do the time because he did the crime. Do you agree? Yeah, I do. Well, <laughs> you, there's no appeal then, is there? <laughs> uh, yeah, it was forty-one million pounds wage bill, Reading in mm. 2018-19. I think that might be what you're referring to as well. Equated to 194 percent of turnover mm. um, and the losses we've already mentioned. Look, the thing is certainly with Derby anyway for the third season reason third season running a club is likely to go down because of penalties yeah Mm. to your point like not only does the top of the league become ludicrous as a Mm. result of of the impact let's say of the Premier League down the bottom people are just getting relegated based on it's going to happen again and again Birmingham got a pretty hefty price reduction a little while ago didn't they um, it's. I think teams have to start the season pretty well because chances are during the back end you're going to get docked. But Derby, uh, Derby <laughs> if they dock everyone, Derby have got 29 games more to play. Yeah, mad, absolutely mad. What do you do with those? You're the you're the manager. You're Wazza. What do you do, Jim? Have a sleep. <laughs> have a sleep in a hotel room. Prep for life. Prep for life in League One. Well, yeah. I mean, you you got to obviously do everything you can to try and stay in the division, but it comes so so heavily weighted against your chances of doing that that you have you have to prepare for the worst, don't you? You have to prepare for the worst. Yeah, words to live by. Thanks, Jim. Let's go to a break. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Football Ramble is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life throws many different challenges at us, and as a result, we all have our own sources of stress. Whether big or small, those stresses can impact our lives in unpredictable ways, and if we don't address them, they can have an outsized and unwanted impact. Therapy is a safe place in which we can address these issues, learn to understand them and find ways to work through them. Having therapy can be beneficial to anybody, not just people who've experienced major traumas, even if you may have not considered it before. It could be simply a time for you to get things off your chest, a way to learn positive coping skills or how to set boundaries. Ultimately, it can be whatever you need it to be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire and BetterHelp will match you to a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. 
Visit betterhelp.com forward slash ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com forward slash ramble. I'm Flo Lloyd-Hughes. I'm Rachel O'Sullivan. And I'm Chloe Morgan. Join us every week on our brand new show, Upfront on Football Ramble Presents. We'll get stuck into the biggest stories of women's football every Tuesday from the latest in the WSL. Gareth Taylor said, oh, well, actually, we were playing 3-4-3 and we moved to 4-4-3-3. If you look at any of the footage, if you look at the way the players played in that first half, there were four players playing at the back. That sort of comment speaks of a manager who doesn't quite know what they're doing. To how the Lionesses are shaping up ahead of a home Euros next summer. For me, I would pick Lee Williamson. I would just go for it now. For a younger age captain, you've got some big tournaments coming up. I think a lot of players think she's got a really great mentality, gets on with a lot of people. For me, she's a born leader, and I think she will be England captain at some point. And what it's really like being a player in women's football today... From my own experiences of, of being in a situation like that, I mean, you know, when we got promoted uh, when I was with Spurs, that was phenomenal. I was, you know, first choice keeper. You know, then you go into the WSL for our first season and all I wanted to do was get WSL experience. Join us every Tuesday for Upfront. Search Football Ramble Presents in your podcast app. Subscribe now. Football Ramble Presents is a stack production. and has the ball and dims it in towards the penalty area. Brennan Camp does a very good job there of holding Mycock. Sorry, I heard that. And as you can probably tell, that's right up my street. <laughs> uh, it just, it's always enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Something with a cock gag. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to the Football Ramble. Words, more words to live by here on Thursday's Football Ramble with me, Pete and Jim. Time for some emails. Message from Eric. Hello, Eric. Regarding Andy's anecdote on Monday, Monday about uh, a player taking off a shirt to reveal another shirt. Talented but daft uh, forward. Eric Hasley uh, accomplished the same in 2011. The match report goes as follows. The Frenchman cheekily bagged the one-all equaliser from the spot and then threw his shirt to the elated Empire Field crew after yanking it off to reveal an identical shirt. Hasley uh, may have figured the twist <laughs> figured the twist to be a clever workaround of the rule that bans shirt removal during a celebration. The referee did not agree and so the game's hero received his second booking of the second half and an early exit. Never mind. Reckless, but I like it. Yeah. Clever. Yeah. He, he he probably thought in addressing him. Yeah, this is this is just perfect. I'm gonna. Be, this is gonna be. This is gonna change the game. I'm the I'm first Bosman. person to come up with this. Yeah. Fight me. Yeah. yeah. Well, that, yeah. I mean, it's just not worked, is it? No. So, um, <laughs> Tywin in uh, Tywin Tywin, I forget um, from Game of Thrones uh, in Toronto has said it was great to hear some acknowledgement of Canada's qualifying performances and win against Mexico on the show yesterday. I'll forgive the stereotypes and references to blustery leaves since the whole country is still over the moon with the result. The choice to play the match against Mexico in Alfonso's hometown Edmonton in November was classic Concacaf. They could have played the match in the slightly less wintry surroundings of Toronto or Vancouver, but elected to play Mexico. Mexico on a hockey rink. Best part, Mexico <laughs> could not train ahead of the game.
Spain because the indoor turf field they wanted to train on had an under nine training session scheduled, which refused to move. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Standard. Not giving, you any, not giving you any advantage yeah. there, Out Mexico. Standing stuff. So that's why it was minus 14 yeah. for this game. And what, what an excellent example to set to those under nines of, of how important <laughs> shit housing can be. Pettiness. <laughs> Just enforcing your rights. Yeah, mm. I'm with them. Get in touch with the show. Show at footballramble.com or tweet us at footballramble. Got some transfer whispers for you now, guys. Marcus's wicked, what do we call them? Marcus's wicked whispers. Naughty mm. little bits of gossip. Naughty little bits of gossip. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he brings to the show. Yeah. Uh, personnel changes on the way with January coming up on the horizon. Unsurprisingly, Paul Pogba. Yes. He's doing some shit, Jim. Well, His he's not, is. is he? Mino is. <laughs> well, he might, I mean... Yeah. He's just bo- They're connected a bit. Yeah. Well, he's bored, isn't he? He's bored of all the criticism that Pogba's getting, is, is what Mino's been saying, essentially. So, I mean, they're just going to... Do you feel like Pogba's getting loads of criticism now? I thought it became, like, meta after the whole Sunes thing. It was just like, now it's it's come full circle. Maybe for us. Oh, yeah. I, I quite <laughs> Are we not the whole Pogba. of the football yeah. universe? <laughs> no, yeah. I, I, yeah, I mean, because there's talk he's going to be out until January now, isn't there? So he might... He could, he could well have played his last game for Man United because, you know, obviously Mino is saying that, um, that, January, that December is the month of Dreams. <laughs> he's such a turd. He's, he's brilliant. He's such a football turd. He's like, I can't control my dreams. Yeah, I can't stop dreams. But it is better not to speak about Paul. Was the funny thing. Stop, stop bringing him up. Then was the uh, was the full quote. But yeah, um, it, it's, this is going to just it's it's run his whole time at Man United, isn't it? And uh, yeah. I think it, he's probably bored of the speculation. There, it's like, Mino, just fuck, just get. I'll go anywhere. Get me, do just something get me anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's I suffered the injury in training. Yeah, it was well, nasty as well. It was, he, it was, yeah, look, I felt struck, that. struck a ball, didn't he? And yeah. it just like you could hear it. It was like, oh, those are the it's worst kind, aren't they? Yeah. When there's not like there's no impact, and then mm. you like, sort of whiffed at a sort of half volley, didn't he? It was just like oh. be yeah. interesting to see where he goes, though. I mean, because with the financial constraints, like everyone seems to be under, mm. you would think like, oh, can they? Can anyone? afford him essentially I mean surely mm. PSG can't add another player of, of Pogba's stature to their squad like what, what, with, what with Messi and, and having so many players there and yeah, you're, well, look, you're looking at me they, like I'm incredibly naive slightly yeah. yeah I mean you sort of thought that when they bought Neymar but they still managed to yeah. buy Mbappe, Mbappe as well yeah <laughs> with a what was it a well, delayed was a loan, load though, wasn't it? Oh, yeah 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 no I'm sure it sounds impossible I don't I can't think of any <laughs> circumstances that would make that possible um, equally interesting but much less uh, normal is this story about Zinedine Zidane, right? He's apparently yes. warming to the idea of Manchester United. Yeah, I mean, who knows? But his family like, don't want to live is, in Manchester. Pure, pure transfer speculation, isn't it? We're seeing all over the place, and like certain certain play, certain people think it's very, very unlikely. It'd be, I mean, obviously Zidane's won a lot, but the whole thing is that it's in an environment where he couldn't have been more comfortable, and where obviously he's coaching elite players, and like mm. you know, he's not, you know, he. Is it transferable? Essentially, was was Zidane just so perfect for Madrid that it's only sort of going to work, going to work there? And it seems like he himself thinks that because it looks like he mm. was waiting for the France job, and it's like he, there's only a couple of managerial positions he'd even be interested in. Mm. So if he's warmed to the idea of taking over Man, over at Man United, that'd be very interesting. I'd be, I'd be intrigued to see what he's like out of his comfort zone. Obviously, is Solskjaer's management of the big personalities really the issue, and and just a general. <laughs> Tactical lack of nous in any sense. I think his management of the big personalities is the thing that he can do, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. They, they seem to like him, but also people, res, you know, respect. That's the why hell Lars out of is backing him so strongly for the Norway job, isn't yeah. he? That's not. That was nice to see him speaking up for his pal. Yeah, very charming. But like, it, it would be absolutely fascinating. I just, I just, I, I, I have no idea how it would go because obviously Zidane is rightly hailed as one of the greatest players who ever lived. If you look at his record for Real Madrid, especially given how obsessed they were with with the Champions League mm. and how how well he did there, it, yeah. it's absolutely astonishing. Like his trophies to to you know like games managed ratio is is phenomenal. But nobody really talks about Zidane as being one of the, the great coaches because because he had such a phenomenal team at his disposal. But phenomenal Real Madrid teams had, had fallen short many many times before. Yeah, so, he had a very old. Uh, like centre three, really, didn't he? Like Cruz and uh, Casemiro and stuff. Like, so it's it's it, you you get the sense that they would have to invest in, in invest in a bit more experience in the in the centre of the park. Yeah, I mean, but that, that's they don't have the, not the, more the narrative for a long time, isn't it? That generally, that's mm. what they lack. Wasn't that? Isn't might that not be a problem that we are identifying then? Because it was more like he was a kind of end of a cycle coach. Zidane, Maybe, which is probably not what Manchester United need. Right no, now. but they, they are. I don't know because that. As has been said so many times about them, this squad is a squad for now, isn't it? And yeah. so you need someone who can you can you can really extract the best out of the top players. And Zidane has shown time and time again that he can do that. So mm. who knows? I don't know who Barcelona's squad is. Is Barcelona's squad a squad for now? They've just brought back in Danny Alves uh, for the rest of the season. He was unveiled yesterday. <laughs> you love to see it. I absolute I mean... B jams pound stretcher decisions. I love it. Yeah, <sighs> apparently Barcelona. He, he's he had been like. Like just bombarding the court with with phone calls, <laughs> yeah. saying, like, I'll play for free. Like I'll come bring on, my own cameras. On. He was saying that though. That's yeah. not like that's not like Marcus's idle bits of gossip. That's like him saying, <laughs> I genuinely was just ringing up Joe Laporta, being yeah. like, I want to come and play for free. And then when Xavi gets it in the spot, he's like, <laughs> Yeah, all right, I know this lad. I mean, to be... he's with me, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Front of the kit, yeah, you're right. To be fair though, I mean, he'd been doing really, really well in Brazil. Like he obviously they they won gold at the Olympics. Like, oh, and, and he you was mean in the he just will, he, but he refuses to not. He just he he will never stop playing. No. Yeah. Daniel Alves, you get the feeling he's never going to go into management because he just wants to play football. Yeah. All but the he time. hasn't right. been playing football in when you say in Brazil. Like yes, in the Brazil national team, but he hasn't actually been playing football for a club side. Not well, he had been. Yes. but he's you know he he's for some reason had a little bit of time off. Don't know why. Um, but it, he was winning <laughs> plaudits though. He, it's not like he was like just seeing out his career no, and like people are going, oh, how come he's not retired? Like he was. He was in like banging form, so he's still got a, he's still got something to offer. Whether he can do that in the league, we don't know. But mm. I'm all for this. I mean, it's just it's just brilliant. I'm, I can see why. I mean, particularly based on watching bits of yesterday. First of all, he says many things in life change, but the desire doesn't. Pete, I'm coming here to fight. I know what this club represents. If we all pull in the same direction, this boat will reach the port sooner. Mm. Just put some shoes on. What is the port? I don't know. Well, he wanted to. I was dissing his. uh, I felt like he'd misjudged the dress code a little bit when he rocked up in Mm. in flip flops. Mm. But then he took them off so that he could sort of like feel the grass, feel the on his feet, and like he commune with the grass spirits. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Why? Yeah. That's not ridiculous. No, but it's like it's probably the first time he's ever done it, though, isn't it? Oh, I see. It's Mm. not like this is his ritual. Play barefoot. No. Maybe. Maybe that's his innovation. Look, since since he left for Juventus in 2016, Barcelona have spent 85 million euros on right backs, and none of none of them have adequately replaced him. Yeah, Does but, he you know. adequately replace himself? <laughs> Probably I mean, not. He is one of the greatest right backs ever play the game. He sort of reinvented the position. So I mean, 
it's it's very very difficult to replace that even with himself like mm. many years later wouldn't it be brilliant if he was just as good as good yeah. like, what's going on with this man why isn't he why isn't he aging the club's chief executive Matcha Alemani admitted there was no money to sign anyone else but maybe they needed a bit of that in recent years We've loaded negative things onto their shoulders, says Danny Alves. It's time to change, and you just need to be positive. Oh, mm. that's all, so he's a sort of uh, a cheerleader, like a yeah. Well, he hasn't played in five months, Jim. Yeah, I bet. I bet we'll get in the team. I'm, 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 I'm Team Alves on this. I'm, I'm buying the hype. Well, he can't play until January, so he's got to. He said he's going to go off and find Lionel Messi. <laughs> little Squirrel quest, little side quest for a bit. If you give me a couple of hours, I will look for him. Oh, that's very sweet, I think. Well, is it? Is it, Pete? I mean, this man is 38 years old. Mm. Is that not a bit of an infantile thing to be saying? I don't think it's entirely serious. Yeah. Well, well, I think you better fucking pull his finger out, given that he can't play. He possibly can't play. And uh, they... he, need, he needs to understand. He thinks he's in, he thinks he's in the, the second busiest part in Catalonia. Like, <laughs> he, he, he needs to get the stadium first, I think. Mm. Baby steps, Kate. All right. Boss will play the first game with Xavi in charge against Espanyol on Saturday. Uh, Sergio Aguero out of action for three months with his cardiac problem. Blimey, yeah, yeah of course. Uh, we wish him all the best. Mm. Lovely stuff. So, time to skip our way out the door in our flip-flops. Mm. Go and feel the grass under your feet. That seems like the sort of thing you might end your, you might do on an average day. Now you live in the countryside. Not with my athlete's Pete. foot. I imagine Pete living this like There's dog shit on every idol. grass virge in Essex. <laughs> I'm not going to be walking around with bare feet. Let's make that very clear. <laughs> You've really, There's the brutal reality. You've really caused me to reshape what I thought of your life. <laughs> I imagine, Jim. I, I just did the Pete, face like... that people do at me on this show. <laughs> I imagine you just skipping around the place with like milkmaids and stuff. Yeah. Right, I was yeah, wrong. That's exactly right. I was yeah. wrong. On tomorrow's show, it's Marcus, Andy, and Jim. Do join us then. Say goodbye, Jim. Bye. Say goodbye, Pete. Farewell, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Football Ramble, part of the ACAST Creator Network. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network.